Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hot 105, as we prepare for storms and hurricanes with us from Miami-Dade County Emergency Management, we have the Division Director, Mr. Charles Sorrell. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. And yourself? Quite well. And I'd like you to provide us some information about the protocols for the shelters, what's allowed, what's not allowed, the number of shelters, and other information. We currently have identified 80 evacuation centers in the county. They're located strategically. Most of them are schools. We ensure that we open the appropriate amount based on the type of storm that's approaching us, based on the forecast and the intensity. We use our storm surge planning zones that we advertise. We've sent out uh, brochures throughout the county, magazines, to update people. It's called Are You Ready? Uh, We send it to every household in the county, and it has a map in it that shows a storm surge planning zone. This is the worst-case scenario, obviously. A storm will never, you know, encapsulate or cause an evacuation of the entirety of the whole county um, in that manner. But the evacuation order will always be a portion of, of what you see in that map. And since we're dealing with this pandemic, COVID-19, what are some of the new protocols in regards to the shelters? We have had to revise our plan slightly to ensure uh, that we are utilizing or implementing the CDC guidance, which is talking about, you know, six feet minimum between individuals, keeping social distancing, obviously using appropriate personal protective equipment, ensuring that there are cleaning materials, hand sanitizer and wipes available. We've instituted social distancing scenarios where we would have opened four or five evacuation centers. We're actually opening maybe eight to 10 instead of the 20 square feet that we've been stressing to our residents um, for many, many years. We're implementing 40 40 square feet per person. So that will require us to open additional evacuation centers. When you get to the evacuation center, we'll conduct certain screenings and ask you certain questions to understand uh, how you are and what your condition is at the current time. In the past, we haven't utilized many classrooms of the schools, but we will implement and utilize those classrooms. Again, increase social distancing and try to isolate individuals that may be suspected of COVID at the time. We'll also implement other means by utilizing perhaps hotels for non-congregate sheltering to ensure that we have those people that may be positive or know that they're positive and we can absolutely isolate and quarantine them during the storm so that they don't potentially spread the virus. So if that individual shows up at a shelter during the hurricane or storm, they'll get their temperature check or if they have the COVID-19, they'll be transferred uh, to another facility or to a hotel. Will they be charged for that hotel room? No, we are um, providing that, that service free of charge. To all our residents. Um, we'll provide transportation to that location. We'll also provide meals similar to if you were sheltering in a congregate setting, which is, you know, at off shelters or evacuation centers. We would provide meals there, provide sheltering there. We would have staff there to um, try to assist um, that individual with any needs that they have. And, and similar to the shelters that we've traditionally used, we would have staff there to help support that operation. But similarly, they would not be charged. And Director Sorrell, what items are allowed uh, in the shelters? I know we've got these gigantic inflatable beds and portable tents. First, we want to stress that our evacuation centers are lifeboats, not cruise ships. We stress that, you know, our residents should try to stay with an individual, you know, outside the evacuation order. We stress, again, not to go tens of miles, not hundreds of miles. You can stay inside the county. 
Uh, we have the strongest building codes in the state. So if you're traveling to another county, in other words, to avoid the storm, you may be going to a place with weaker building codes. Individuals left for Irma. They went to other locations without the county, and guess what? Irma followed them. Yeah, lessons learned from the past. And get you were putting yourself at, better, at bigger risk. So we're asking residents to stay in the county, just find a place, stay with a friend, maybe a hotel if you have the means. But if you do have to stay at one of our evacuation centers, we're stressing that, you know, lessons learned from Irma, the inflatable mattresses, we will not be allowing those in our, in our evacuation centers. We stress bring a sleeping bag or a, or a mat, those mats that similarly look like for yoga, perhaps a folding cot or a lawn chair, but no inflatable mattresses. We want infants and childcare items, such as formula and diapers. You should bring those. Bring cash, perhaps, if you need it, especially after the storm. Personal hygiene items, comfort materials, such as books, magazines. If you're bringing video games of any kind, please bring headphones to be cognizant of your neighbors that you'll be spending time with in the evacuation center. If you have specific medications, definitely bring those. Um, snacks, extra clothing, and special items. If you have a special diet, you should definitely bring those items with you as well. Can you bring a cooler? Absolutely. Appropriate size cooler, the 5, 10-gallon one, is more appropriate just for the space that you're allotted. Again, being considerate of the other individuals, but if you want to bring a cooler, absolutely, with your special, any appropriate drinks, not alcohol, of course, but drinking water as your stay there. We want to make it as comfortable as possible. Your comfort, you know, is predicated on you bringing those specific items that you're accustomed to. We also stress at this time with COVID that you bring face masks, gloves, any hand sanitizer that you may personally have, any wipes. And if one doesn't have those items, you have them at the shelters? Uh, we will have some of those items at the evacuation center, but we're stressing that you should bring those with you just for your personal safety and to ensure that type of personal spacing. And when we talk about meals, we will still be providing meals. We will try to stagger what we would do before. We had traditional, you know, line up for meals and everyone would line up almost simultaneously. We're going to try to stagger that to, again, increase and emphasize social distance. But it would probably be better if you could bring your uh, own food in a cooler. Now, the meals that you do provide for free, are these like MREs, packaged meals? They're similar to MREs. We will provide certain types of meals that you would normally receive at a cafeteria, like lunch. We will resort to MREs after a few days, depending on the length of the storm. Our evacuation centers are mainly to wait out the storm. In some certain scenarios, that may take 48 to 72 hours. But subsequent to that, you know, different types of meals can be brought in. But we need to have meals in place that we can store and be able to utilize if we're out of power or a certain scenario. So we do resort to MRE-type meals for the evacuation center and while we're waiting out the storm. And Director Sorrell, how about those that have special needs, our elderly, those that have to take medication or may have to have refrigerated medication? We have contingencies for those as well. If you do have medications, go to a general population, but you simply need have medications that need to be refrigerated, those accommodations will be made at any general population evacuation center. If you suspect that you need assistance, whether it be assistance evacuating or additional assistance at an evacuation center, like you normally have a home health aid at your home and you need that type of service, you should call 311 and request an application for our emergency and evacuation assistance program, um, EEAP for short. We love our acronyms in emergency management. But you would call 311. If you call 311 and request an application, you can fill one out. You can do it mainly for your, yourself. You don't really need to see your physician to complete that. And we will assign a special evacuation center specifically for you, for that individual that has assistance, that has enhanced medical care there, and will have special 
assistance in place for, for those individuals that need it, depending on the level of acuity or the level of care that you need at your specific evacuation center. So if you need that type of assistance and you need assistance either evacuating or at an evacuation center, we can make those accommodations for you. Mr. Sorrell, how about those that have pets? And we have a wide variety of species in terms of pets. We accommodate pets at a pet-friendly evacuation center. We emphasize that you should register and check with animal services to ensure that your pet's is appropriate to bring and to register. We can make better accommodations for you if you register your pet in advance with animal services that you will be requiring a pet-friendly evacuation center. We always encourage everyone to bring and to to cage, to kennel their pets so that they can be moved around and appropriately cared for at our our pet-friendly evacuation center. We stress that you have traditional type pets. When we say exotics, no snakes and type lizards not allowed at the evacuation centers, but the traditional dogs, cats, rabbits, ferrets, gerbils, guinea pigs, hamsters, and rabbits are all acceptable at our evacuation center. We want to stress that you should bring proof of residency that you live in the county if you have medical and current vaccinations and if you should bring supplies. It's a limit of four pets per household. You should bring the appropriate cages to house those pets. If you don't have those cages or or if you're lacking one of the items I described, we don't want to discourage you from evacuating. Please take that opportunity still evacuate. Your safety is paramount to us in emergency management. Please bring your cage. Please bring your meals for those pets. We do have some food available for our pets, but it's, it's best if you bring your own and you bring a cage for your animal. I have lessons learned from Irma, and we've identified additional pet-friendly evacuation centers, and we'll post those at the time that we're opening, issuing an evacuation order, but they will be strategically located throughout the county for individuals to appropriately and safely shelter with their pets. Records for rabies and things? That would be ideal if you have that on hand. It just promotes the safety for our personnel that are, are overseeing, and we'll be spending a lot more time with your pet during your stay at an evacuation center than perhaps you are. Some of the setups that we have at evacuation centers separate the pets from residents for some time. Of course, we allow the resident to come check on their pet, but they will be separated from quite some time, and it leaves our animal service personnel the sole caretakers of that pet at the time. So having that information is very helpful. So if you have it on hand, we encourage you to bring it. We don't want that to be prohibitive of you evacuating, though. If you don't have it, we still want you to evacuate for your safety. These support animals, can they stay with them in the shelters? Support animals are allowed at any evacuation center. So if you require a support animal, please, again, bring the appropriate documentation. If you have it, support animals will be at a pet-friendly evacuation center. But any of our general population evacuation centers, you are allowed to bring that support animal with you. And you mentioned this is a lifeboat, not a cruise ship. The other thing I wanted to stress is that we, we stress these tenants to get a kit, make a plan, and be informed. The emphasis of having a prepared community will decrease the burden that emergency management has on taking care of those and we were able to concentrate our efforts on individuals that need our assistance. So if you have your kit, have some drinking water, manual can opener, non-perishable foods, canned meat, fresh fruit or vegetables, bread in a moisture-proof packaging, cookies, candy and dried fruit, some canned soups, granola bars. Please have your important documents, any agreements you have, whatever the case may be, license, passports, and put them in a waterproof type uh, container so that you can transport with those. A battery-operated radio, manual can opener, and some mosquito repellent. Um, There's a host of other things, but we also want you to have a plan as well, including that kit.
right? Having a plan is talking about where you're going to evacuate to. As we mentioned and stressed, going tens of miles, not hundreds. You don't want to be stuck on the turnpikes when gas is at a premium. You're struggling to get to another county that's hundreds of miles away. We're just asking you to go outside of the evacuation order. So that's tens of miles. Go inland. Find a friend or a cousin or a family member that will allow you to stay in their place. Make those plans now. And lastly, when we talk about being informed, we stress that our residents sign up for Miami-Dade Alerts. You can call 311 or you can go to our website or just punch in Google um, and type Miami-Dade Alerts and you can sign up. And also on the Google Play Store or the Apple iStore, you can go and download uh, Ready Miami-Dade County. Ready MDC will allow you to have up-to-date information on what the county is doing as far as protective actions when a storm is threatening us. So you can download that information now and it gives you transportation routes, evacuation routes, or the evacuation order, what evacuation centers are open, what their attributes are, are they pet friendly, are they a medical evacuation center, are they general population, and it even tells you how many people are presently evacuated into that center. So it gives you the population census counts as well. It gives you real-time information. As we're entering it into our emergency management software, you're getting that information on, on the Ready Miami Date app. So individuals should take uh, advantage of that, and it's a one great way to be informed. And I thank you for the great information about what happens when we have a major storm or hurricane. The do's, the don'ts, what's allowed, what's not allowed, contact information. We're speaking to the Division Director of Miami Dade County Emergency Management, Division Director Charles Sorrell. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Rodney, to speaking with you. Thank you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.